Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com I don't know why they can't say this. it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've had our first look at Thursday's special episode of The Vicar of Dibley. Don French is returning as Geraldine for the special charity event for the Big Night Inn. Um, on the one show last night, she gave an update of the Dibley Parish. Now, this is one of the biggest sitcoms of all time. I never got into it, but uh, people who love it absolutely adore it. And uh, here is the preview. And I have to tell you, it was the best parish council meeting I've ever had. Largely because none of the other councillors know how to get on to Zoom. So it was just me on my own making all the decisions, which was lovely. So it's Thursday and then the BBC are doing their own noise, basically, of... of Big night in, yeah, it starts on Thursday at 7pm, BBC One, so... If you're a fan of the Vicar. Uh, Brian McFadden reckons that being in lockdown isn't all that bad. And he's right, because himself and Keith Duffy have been taking a break from the road. Well, they'd have to, yeah, there's no gigs. So is that, is that why he means it's not all that bad? Because they've been taking a break from the road. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah. Brian told us it's not all negative. Oh, he even spoke to us? Oh yeah, of course he did, yeah. Oh my God. Keith and I have been on tour now for, well, on, not on this tour, but on, just on the road in general, pretty much non-stop for the last four years straight. So in a weird way for us, this is kind of like a little blessing in disguise as well because we're getting to be at home and, and be normal for a little bit. Keith's actually very busy at the moment. He's on some ITV show, or was. We don't get really see it here, but I saw him on Gogglebox pop up. So he's actually quite busy. What kind of show is this? Well, it wouldn't be. That would have been filmed before, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, but like he's he's out there, you know. He hasn't disappeared. Oh, I know. For yeah. example, um, but uh, people are uh, they're all stuck indoors, so the Gogglebox uh, viewing figures are higher than ever, and they've had to just fix cameras in their gaffs. There's no crew, obviously, so they they can stay away from them. But they've had the biggest share. Um, at any given time, there was nearly five million people watching it. Wow, that's huge, isn't it? It is for... a Channel 4 show. Yeah, a show that I imagine is quite cheap to make, you know, you stick a camera in front of everyone and... And do you remember the, um... Do you remember the Tapper family? I know you weren't the biggest, uh, Gogglebox. The Tapper family, which ones were they now? The Tapper family were the family, uh, with the boy, Josh, and the daughter, and the dad, uh, was... His name was Jonathan, I think he was a chauffeur. Well, he's had COVID... And uh, the family of all have all seemed to have had it, and uh, I think the dad was had it quite bad. But did the dad have his feet up on a poof? Yeah. Okay, right. I know them now. And 
two others, Mary and Marina. I don't I remember them. But anyway, people are still watching it. Pod, you'd be okay. delighted. Tom Hanks reveals his wife suffered worse than him with coronavirus. The pair were treated for COVID-19 when they were in Australia. Uh, and they were one of the first famous faces to confirm they had it. And speaking on a US radio show, um, Tom explained what his symptoms were like. She lost her sense of taste, sense of smell. She got absolutely no joy from food for the, actually the better part of three weeks. I had some bad body aches and was very fatigued. It seems like, uh, you know, half a year ago since we were saying, God, Tom Hanks and his missus have uh, have the COVID. Yeah, it sounds like they had a um, a lighter version than the girl we spoke to yesterday from Dublin. Yeah, this is true. The, the uh, Strictly, big yeah. fan, Jim. I know you're a big fan. They've announced a new special series that will air later on this year, a three-part series hosted by Tess and Claudia. will take viewers on a trip down memory lane to revisit some of the most memorable moments from the Strictly Vols. I think we're going to see a lot of best-of shows from the big shows. Okay. And uh, also in EastEnders, EastEnders have teamed, uh, teased a steamy Chantel and Kirat affair following a power cut. Well, when you light candles, people do look better. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly you wouldn't have gone near them. It's nearly like uh, beer goggles, candle goggles. <laughs> it's 6.56. That's Dish of the Dirt for now on F104. F104, story down plucks uh, naked and sexual. It's 10 past 7. It's the 21st of April. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Hope you're well. Let us know uh, in the comments below. You can WhatsApp us 0876797104 and let us know how you're doing. We always like to give you a little shout out. You early yeah, well, risers? You know, it's, it's just even nicer to feel connected to the outside world at the moment because uh, normally, you know, we're seeing the world on the way into work. At the moment, we don't. We're like everyone else. So get in touch. Um, let's have a little look at what's going on in the world. Um, front pages are... Uh, well, there's, well no, there's, don't get casual is the message from the Taoiseach warning as daily death toll hits a record 77. Although I think some of those deaths are from, from the weekend. From the weekend. So the, the, the daily total seems uh, very high, but... They're saying that if you balance it out, it looks like maybe the the death toll is is coming down. And you know, obviously, the for every well, the other, for every one of those numbers, there's a, a family involved, and you know, our hearts go out to anyone involved. Yeah, affected well, by it, and also the manner in, in which you know you can't get close to people. Um, the people amount of uh, diagnosis though has fallen uh, as of yesterday anyway and that was uh, that was even including the fact that there was the backlog with the German test they were all done so the the new uh, daily update of people who actually have it seemed to be on the way down as well so that is uh, a bit of bright light I suppose there's certainly more talk about now of next phase next phase which you keep hearing about not, we're not hearing any details but there's a lot of next phase talking about where, you know, two or three weeks ago you wouldn't even be discussing it. Yeah, and I think uh, any next phase, I think uh, across the board is going to be, uh, the way it was introduced, it'll be bit by bit. So if there is any loosening, it'll be very small at the beginning. Idris Elba wants everyone to have locked down every year to bond with loved ones. He was... Well, uh, it's good for the planet too. Not good for, uh, for yeah. jobs or anything like that or education, but uh, the planet's loving this. They showed more um, kind of those heat graph maps yesterday and, and how, you know, smoggy cities 
places like Bangkok and stuff where there's always a film of smog just gone. Um, the actor who was uh, in self-quarantine uh, because he had it again very early on in, in this whole thing, uh, he thinks one week every year to remember the coronavirus pandemic and he said it was vital to remind people that the world doesn't tick on your time. I think the world should take a week of quarantine every year. A week is all right, yeah. I wouldn't mind that now. Yeah. On a few months, though. It'd be hard to... He'd, uh, he tested positive back on the 16th of March and went into isolation in New Mexico, where he remains with his wife, uh, who also had it. Imagine a week of quarantine where pubs and restaurants are open. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that'd be great. Obviously, you know, next year or whatever, yeah. It'd be class. I think that's called Christmas, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Uh, Luke's bust could head elsewhere. This is councillor reconsidered relocation after the fourth graffiti attack. The 80 grand statue of the late musician Luke Kelly has been de- defaced for the fourth time in the past year, um, which is just rid- ridiculous. They seem to be. Th- is it the same people doing it? I wonder because they keep they keep putting sunglasses on. I don't know. Could they just maybe put sunglasses, real ones on them, or something? I, like, hey, Scrotes, what is your issue? With Luke's head. You know, he's a very famous area, famous guy from your own area that, you know, people love. Like, you know. Yeah. Now, obviously, lots of people in that area love him and aren't spraying on his head. But someone is. I don't think it's people coming over from another part of the city just to do it and feck off home again. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, I, I think one more strike and move him out, put him somewhere else. I know that's unfortunate for everybody who loves it. Well, tough. Either sort it out, have a word with them. There's definitely people, you know, wiser people in these areas who can tell the little Muppets to stop. <laughs> so have chats. Otherwise, Luke's moving somewhere else. Come on, Muppets. Um, Put the spray can down, yeah? It's also for Luke Kelly's family. It must be a little bit upsetting. Well, it's like the Phil Linnet one. That's been damaged about four or five times as well. People have tried to rob the guitar off it or knock it over. Not as much as this, though. And in fairness, that's in the middle of Grafton Street, pretty much, where, you know, you're going to have a lot of drunken Muppets. Muppets, Muppets everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the, I don't know what the deal is with the Luke uh, statue. What is the problem? Can you imagine if they ever put one up at Bono? They'd be washing them down every day. <laughs> Playing dope. <laughs> what did he do, anyway? What did he do? You couldn't. <laughs> Uh, there's some tips on how to survive lockdown this morning uh, wash wash and towel dry your hair this is uh, for, for guys and girls looking after each other um, cut just below your fingers so the hair will have room to bounce back this is if you're you know if you're letting your missus take the scissors to you uh, repeat these steps moving to the right and left of the fringe uh, and I, there's, there's not a hope any woman I know would let her fella have a go at a fringe I hope. Rochelle Humes did the old buzz cut on uh, what's his name the other day? Marvin. It's grand on, on the on the fellas because look, if you get it wrong, it's grand. But like, if you mess up a woman's hair, like that's the reason they go crying into hairdressers an hour later, <laughs> or else tell everyone else apart from the actual hairdresser who did the job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this, I look. It's it's a it's a four step tip. Uh, out there today I think lads don't give yourself that grief you'll never hear the end of it so if it's only a little hair. trim that's that's okay I've I've cut my daughter's hair before and uh, like you've done a pretty good job okay it's on her fringe you know the hair's in her eyes it's like alright here you go click click 
Stay still. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's uh, there's a other story about uh, the schools. Is the Taoiseach said he does not want to get people's hopes up by speculating when schools may reopen. So a lot of people are maybe wondering of a date, but it doesn't sound like going to get. No, I don't think they're going to be able to. You know, they, I think they they're only talking about stuff they were they were proposing in meetings. So I don't think there's anything locked down, but. Um, the good news is, if you want some good news today, is that the weather is playing ball for the next week. It's looking like it's going to be a mixture of sunshine and cloud with no rain uh, for the next seven days, That I, as far as I can see, uh, the forecasting. That can change, but the way it's looking today, for the next two days, it's going to be sort of maximum 10, 11 degrees like it's been for the last couple of days. But then it's going to start kicking into 12s and 13s. Oh. So, yeah, I mean... So it'll be sunny and as warm as Iceland. <laughs> it'll be yeah, it's Iceland summer, in August. Though. We're getting we're getting we're doing pretty good for April. It's still April, yeah. Yeah, it's still April. Yeah, it's a Tuesday, by the way, everyone. Twenty first of April. Feels like it could be October next week. It's FM one hundred So, Nobby, there is a question in today's edition of uh, FM 4s Instagram that asks a question about a fan name for a certain celebrity. I'm not going to mention that one, but uh, when I was looking at a fan, there was loads of other ones. So I'm going to give you the fan base nickname. You tell me the artist or celebrity that it is. Okay. Artist or celebrity that it is. Okay. Now, some of them don't, don't make any sense. Like Adele's fan base are called Daydreamers. Doesn't make any sense. Did she have that in a song or something? Daydreamers. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, there must have been some named after the song Daydreamer. Yeah, so it was Adele. Um, so was, uh, there's obvious, there's very obvious ones like uh, Five SOS Fam. Yeah. It's Five Seconds of Summer. Five Seconds of Summer, yeah. So, yeah, so that's very easy. So here's some good ones Glamberts. Glamberts. That's good. Glamberts. Think of somebody who's... Fergie? No, think of somebody who's glam and has a surname. Lambert. Bert. Adam Lambert? Adam Lambert's fans are called Glamberts. He's a bit glam, yeah? Yeah. He is a bit glam, yeah. Front man for Queen and all that. Um, They have football clubs and everything in this one, so there's Gooners, yeah, we know that, so yeah. Avatars. If you're into the uh, movies, Avatar. Avatars. Okay. Uh, there's <laughs> some ones that don't make any sense, like Avril Lavigne's fans are Black Stars. Must be something to do with an album. Um, right, let me find... Uh, I think they're <laughs> a Black Star in our arse tattoo. <laughs> Cumberbitches. Excuse you? Yeah, well, yeah, anyone who's watched the Graham Norton show will be well aware of what Cumberbitches are. I presume that would be uh, Benedict... Benedict, Cumber, Benedict Cumberbatch fans are known as Cumberbitches. Uh, he's he's in, he endorses this. The Beehive or the Beehive, the Hive. Uh, I I don't think it's Beaver. No, the best might be more the Beehive. Bay, uh, Bay. Who is Bay? Uh, Bay. Uh, fans of Baby. Beyonce. Who is it? Beyonce. Yeah. Beehives. The Beehives. Yeah. The Beehives. Uh, Britney Army, obviously, we know that. <laughs> I presume if you look up the hashtags of a lot of these on Instagram and stuff, you'll, you'll see them pop up. Some of them are very funny, like Barry Manilow, is, if Fanilows are his fans. <laughs> uh, oh, who else we got? Okay, uh, let me see now. Uh, 
well, there's, there's a lot of kind of American bands I've never heard of. Uh, the Tribe is for Delta Goodrum. Lovatics. Love it has to be Demi. Demi Lovato, yeah, Lovatics. It's good, isn't it? I do love a good addict, though. <laughs> she loves like Lovatics. Lovatics. Hoovians. I always uh, thought it was something else, but it's not. It's Hoovians. Hoovians. Um, I know this. I know this. Uh, you do know this. I thought Hoovians. it was. I always thought it was Hoovers. Uh, the horn lad. No, no, it's Doctor Who or Hoovians. Oh, I'll give you one more for now. I'll give you a few more later bands, on. Uh, I was thinking of bands. Ghoul diggers. Well, it has to be uh, Ellie. Ellie Goulding is Gould diggers. I am a Gould digger, so. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a few more later on. They're good, aren't they? They are good, yeah. And one yeah. of them will be a question in today's Instagram. One that we haven't mentioned. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yes. Which reminds me, uh, during this ad break, I better go and post today's qualifying question. That'll be on the Insta Stories over on Dublin's FM 104. If you want to go have a little goo. So now Hey, Jim. It's not you, is it? Uh, no. So you're saying the odds have been slashed on a James Bond actor. So this person entered the market on Sunday. Oh, so they haven't been haven't been named as a, a Bond potential before, no, have they not? No. Oh. And in the 48 hours since they have been named, the odds have slashed again. And the really good news is the three favourites. They'll all have Irish connections. The most tenuous link is probably Fastbender. I mean, what did he? He has a holiday home in Cork or something. He's German. No, he's, he's half he's, Irish. He's, he's half Irish. Yeah. Was it Irish or was it Irish? I think his ma is Irish and his dad is, is German. Right. He is in there. The other person who's in there and you know has been named quite a bit before. He's fourteen to one. Is Killian Murphy? Yeah, two good shouts there. Two good shouts, but nothing new there. They've both been uh, named in the past. The new addition to the market. And when you think about this, enough time has passed since their most typecast role, I feel. He comes from the north of Ireland in a place called Hollywood. His dad has delivered thousands of babies into Belfast and beyond. Oh, come on, Mr. Hairyface. Mr. Doorknob himself. Yeah, well, that's good. That'd be very good. He entered the market on Sunday at 33 to 1, but his odds have halved already. Well, here's where I am, Nobby. Um, Fastbender might be slightly too old to start doing a run of James Bond now. He'd be a great villain. Also, Killian would be much more of a better villain, I think, than... Yeah, he was a villain in Batman, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he's, he's played a, a bad guy a few times. He's he's very good at that. Yeah, but I'm just, just thinking, Doorknob has that smouldery thing we were talking about earlier. He's 37 years of age. Yeah, he could do a good 10, 15 years, no worries to him. 
Yeah, his he's, time is on his side. His date of birth is the 1st of May. He's going to be 38 soon, so. But still. And just right. in case you're ever asked in an Instagram quiz, he's 1.8 metres tall. Yeah, but this is just the James Bond machine just spitting it out It is names. the machine. It just is the machine. Keep us, keep us all guessing. But it's believable. You know, Jamie Dornan, possibly believable. Although, again, he's been very dark in, in some of his roles, particularly The Fall, so he can go there. But could he be the next Bond? You know the fellow who's the baddie in uh, Happy Valley? Like the real evil fella. Yeah, there's quite a few. Uh, who do you mean now? In Happy Valley, the fellow, the really... The oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Norton is his name. Um, yeah. He's yeah. a great actor. He's a great actor now. He, he the, is. What he, what he is in Happy Valley is he's horrible, but he has the height and the, the look and everything. He's a very good actor. Yeah, he has been linked before as well. I, I wouldn't be against him. He'd be all right too. But uh, Jamie Dornan could be, could be uh, another name in the mix. We have mm-hmm. F104's Dish to Dirt coming up in a few minutes. Uh, sadly, there's been, a, well, COVID has been linked to a marriage breakup because it's just, you know, they were killing each other. It was the last straw. Find out who before 8 o'clock on FM 104. Now it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. So, uh, Maura Higgins has reposted her uh, bikini photographs after she deleted because some trolls accused her of uh, photoshopping. But then she had to think about it and thought, I, I didn't Photoshop it, I didn't do it at all. So she put them back up. Um, and um, she's very she's furious at the uh, keyboard warriors. Well, she was the first thing I saw on Instagram this morning when I woke up because we follow her. And she's uh, kind of sitting on a posh marble ledge in a Hotel Jacks, it looks like. Hmm. And uh, her, base, her, her arse is sitting on it like a shelf, to be honest with you. And... Um, Lucy Lucy Rose then is replying to her saying what a babe and she's like you're damn right you are back so they, they're all looking out for each other but yeah I mean the thing about more is any image that generally any image she shares now her stories can be different but every picture is really like looks professionally shot the makeup is flawless everything looks flawless so maybe is she in a position to be pushing the old natural look maybe she doesn't want it she said, by the way, it's not actually photoshopped. There's a different lighting on it because I put a filter on it. And just to prove you all wrong, I'm going to upload it to my story just to show you I'm not actually... I'm just fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hate Very me because I'm beautiful. Well, she is. Uh, Shane Lynch has split from his, I think, second wife um, after 13 years of marriage after he admitted the pair were at each other's throats during lockdown. He's moved out of the family home as his marriage to Sheena White was put under strain by the restrictions to stop the spread of coronavirus. We were saying this only the other day, if you, if you weren't getting on, then being locked in a room with somebody's just uh, really not going to work. They got married uh, in 2007. I'm trying to remember, was that here or did they get married in the UK? She's from the UK. Is that the, she, she was in Eternal, was she? Or was that another wife? It was, his first wife was in Eternal, yeah. Right. So this is when he found Jesus and he he mellowed the F out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, uh, well, you know, uh, Richard Osmond from Pointless and various yeah. other TV programmes, he's one of the, the head honchos in... Uh, the World Cup of Crisps, I'll, I'll have you add. Well, he's one of the main creative directors in Endemol. So uh, he's a big he's a big noise in the TV world. 
he does a couple of TV shows. That's kind of a hobby thing. But his main thing is he's a big TV guy. Um, and literally he's big because he's, he's what, six foot... He's six foot seven, right? Even sitting and, down, he looks tall. Yeah, that's, I think that's why they put him down, sitting <laughs> down at that table because he's too tall. Anyway, so he's six foot seven. He's been seeing a jazz singer for the last year, his girlfriend. She's only five foot two. So, that's uh, awkward. The pictures, the pictures of them are uh, very funny. When there's pictures of them in the park holding hands, like six foot seven holding a five foot two, it's, it's just like it's a big size difference. Anyway, they've broken up. Uh, after a year of being together, they're they're still good friends and everything, but they've split up. Okay, well, there's a you know it's it's a difficult time. <laughs> if you can't see each other, that could be one problem. And maybe if you're seeing too much of each other, that could be another problem. Yeah. So uh, Rochelle Humes has uh, given Marvin a, a haircut. That seems to be the thing a lot of people are doing now. And uh, she's given him a complete buzz cut, like it's a blade one all over, so suits him, you know. I it's would, kind of yeah. the haircut he has anyway. He's a good-looking man, Jim. He's a good-looking man. Uh, Haley from Too Hot to Handle. How's everyone getting on with that, actually? We, we never checked in with Hannah. Maybe we will today and see. Cause well, I can tell you now, Nobby, that the Too Hot to Handle is, looks like it's going to take over from Love Island. They're going to put it on television. Oh, that kind of ruins the whole point of it being on Netflix, no? Yeah, for, for people who... who or Missing Love Island, I think they're going to possibly put it on telly. Maybe another series of it. Uh, well, as always, this, these kind of geographical moments on these shows, I don't, I don't know what it is. Like, is the education system, when it comes to geography, just letting students down? Uh, Haley responded to Harry's nationality with confusion. After hearing that he's Australian, she says, I like the international vibe. Harry's from Australia, and I literally have no idea where that is. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, how? How? And then she said, Kells has a beautiful accent. Can't really understand him, but everyone's accent that isn't American sounds the same. It's all blending together for me. Oh, my God. Yeah, they might all look good, but uh, for some of them, there's not much going on elsewhere. Uh, Too Hot to Handle Season 2 would be a no-brainer for Netflix, uh, introducing a cast of sizzling singles. Um... The reality hit is a da- mix of dating show and self-help retreat. And uh, they reckon that season two uh, will get renewed for uh, for fans of that show. Who's watching this? Are you, are you happy with it? Is it filling a Love Island void? Or is it a big factor that, you know, you can all watch it differently at, at different times. So you don't get the same shock, uh, you know, reactions. Oh, did you see that last night? You know, that's gone from a streaming uh, environment. Oh, by the way, so- Nobby. 3,000 people auditioned for season one of it, right? Season two, they're going to be opening auditions soon, they reckon, right? And everybody who appears in it gets 100,000. Each. Everyone? For sitting on, sitting in paradise for a month, not touching anyone. Yep. Wow. So, What's wrong with that? You know, get your bikini uh, ready and go and audition. <laughs> Where can we sign up? Yeah. 7104, that's Dish the Dirt for now. Now, All what's right, Mr. Somebody, Buckle been up to? Yeah, we haven't heard from him in a long time, but I wonder how he's getting on in lockdown. So let's uh, rejoin our good old friend, Mr. Buckled, in the Mr. Man that didn't make it. Hello, boys and girls. Today we meet an old friend. It's Mr. Buckled. Hi, everybody. 
Mr. Buckled has been enjoying himself a little bit too much since he's been staying at home. Who's Charlie, Mr. Buckles? Charlie's the barman here at my favourite pub. <laughs> but Mr. Buckles, the pubs have been closed for the last few weeks. You're in your own shed. There's nobody else here. Huh? Did you hear that from Charlie, did you? I'd stop serving this narrator fella. He's had too much. <laughs> Charlie? Charlie? Mr. Buckled is very worried that he's going to run out of essential supplies at the shops. I have to go to the supermarket because I need a trolley for this one. <laughs> Poor Mr. Buckled. He doesn't understand about the social distancing. Here, get away from me, will you, big red-nosed donkey? I don't know what you mean. What's the problem? Why is there all these stickers on the floor? I don't understand what's going on. Why is everyone washing their hands? Can somebody explain something to me? I just want to get in there and get my stuff to go home. Inside the supermarket, Mr. Buckle turns right and heads straight for the off-license. He's not buying any food at all. I'm just filling up my trolley. Just filling up my trolley. Oh, just a few little live refreshments for this evening. And that's all I'm getting. And maybe a six-pack of tail That's an awful lot of fizzy drinks, Mr. Buckled. Better looking forward than that, you know what I mean? Like, for a little flu one wing, no last, something like that. How are you, Mr. Buckles? How you doing, Mary? How are you doing? Another trolley today, is it? Yeah, just the usual there, Mary. Just ring it up there from a place. Mr. Buckles, this item is only limited to 20 per customer. And you've got 50, you're going to have to put 30 back. Ah, oh, jeez. I don't know. I'm I'm going to write to my local CD. You're violating my human rights. Why do you keep wiping your hands? Why is everyone walking away from me when I'm shouting? That trolley full of fizzy drinks should last Mr. Buckle a very long time. I'll see you tomorrow, Mary. Same again, right? Yeah, see you, Mr. Buckle. See you tomorrow, same time. One day I didn't know. Was it? Hello, Charlie. Put another two on there. I'll be there in half an hour. Charlie. Hello? Join us again next week when we find out that Mr. Buckled was actually related to Chewbacca from Star Wars. <laughs> FA104's Instagram with cover in a click. Young driver car insurance specialists. See what you can save. Coverinaclick.ie. 10 questions. 60 seconds. 1,000 euro. FA104's Instagram. So, we have Laura from Shankill who's just fresh back from the saddle. Hi. What saddle? She was on her bike this morning, Jim. Where are you cycling to? Um, I was just around Shankana Park, Shankill. That was nice there, yeah? Yeah, quiet. Two, two kilometre radius. Have you done that five kilometre challenge thing with your hand dominating everyone? Yeah, I have, yeah. <laughs> um, I did that the day before yesterday. Ended up I've seen to do one of them. So. <laughs> oh. I was thinking of doing one of them where I write really rude things on each of my five fingers and holding that up instead, but I think everyone's gonna, <laughs> everyone's liking that challenge at the moment, so maybe yeah, it's too soon. Yeah, that goes against it a little bit, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you work in advertising, very good. Yeah, I do indeed. 
Would you advertise on our show if you could? Oh, definitely, yeah. Right. <laughs> now, we have friends in advertising said so they, they've never been more busy. It is and it isn't. There's, I think there's some parts of the industry that are thriving and, you know, yeah. some parts that aren't. He's in the... Down, so. He's yeah. in the script writing department. No, no. It's the display, so... Well, uh, while everyone else is taking it easy this morning, we're going to put you to the test with 10 questions. How do you feel about that? A bit nervous, but sure. If it's meant to be, it's meant to be, so. Uh-huh, okay. Well, so Will scored an 8 yesterday, so how will you do today? Hopefully better. Let's start the tape and wish the best of luck, Laura. Here we go. It's your moment to shine. The game begins in 3, 2, 1... What is a baby frog called? Uh, toad. How many letters are there in the alphabet? Uh, 26. What Saints Day is celebrated every February 14th? Valentine's Day. Valentine's. In, in the... Hey, it's Nobby here from the Strawberry Alarm Clock. Sorry, These sorry, are weird, weird times. Who's that fairy? Muppet something. Yeah, Nobby Douglas. Go on. Sorry, uh, we'll give you extra time for that. In the fairy tale, whose carriage turns into a pumpkin? Cinderella. True or false? Dublin and German city of Hamburg are on the same latitude. Uh, true. In which ocean did the Titanic sink in 1912? The Atlantic. Are Ed Sheeran fans known as Edibles or Cheerios? Uh, I think it's either, but I'll say... Oh no, Cheerios, maybe. Florence is a city in which country? Italy. Who had a 2011 hit with Every Teardrop is a Waterfall? Coldplay. What actor got left behind on Mars in the movie The Martian? Was it Matt Damon? Was it Matt Damon? Matt Damon. Go with Matt Damon. And I think I got the first one. <laughs> what makes you think that, Laura? Um, I think it was Todd Pole, and I said Toad. <laughs> oh, Laura. And I think I don't oh, know. Oh, Laura, Laura, Laura. <clears throat> As you know, if you're a regular listener, Definitely for his Instagram, we have to yeah. accept your first answer. Yeah, I know. We asked you, what is a baby frog called? You said toad. We moved on. You now realise it's tadpole. Tadpole was the correct answer. If you'd given us tadpole, Laura. No. Oh, Laura. You would have got It would have been playing you. would have been playing you. Oh, this oh, sound no. effect. You, you would have heard this. One question away from a thousand euro, oh, Laura. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, Everything else was correct. Do you know even, what though? Even yeah. I, I didn't know that Hamburg and Dublin are on the same latitude. It just I would have definitely thought that was false. Hamburg, okay. Liverpool, and, Lo- okay. and, and, Lo- and Dublin are all on the same. Laura, when Jim tested the ten on me off the air, which he always does, I also said toad. Oh, it was just like I think. I know. Single frog, like. Okay. That's the one that the, the, the first question is usually the easiest, but that's the one that catches people out because it's sometimes yeah. it's like. Anyway, Laura, you did really well. You nearly had enough for a new bike. <laughs> <laughs> nearly. Nearly. Well, I only got that one, so we're okay. Okay. Oh. So it's nice. Okay, much. well, look. Well, it's the highest of the week, and there's only one way you can top that by, by, yeah. by winning the money. Oh, Laura, so sorry. No, it's no problem. Thank you very much.
Thanks for playing. F104 is the Instagrams. My anxiety levels can't take uh, this closeness, Jim. Oh, that was close. What are you doing to everyone? That was so <laughs> close. Last week's all threes and fours. This week's been eight and nine so far. Oh, we need to give away this money. Now, it's time for Showbiz News. FM 104's Dish the Dirt. Oh, hang on, hang on. Breaking news. Uh, it's it's Bo is in... Is it Boggies? Boggies? Is it Boggies? Boggies. Is it Boggy? Or is it any use? Or is it Boogie? You're, you're, saying, you're saying Boogies like dancing. <laughs> boggies. It's Boggies. It's quite a few, it's quite a few WhatsApp audio. So you're yeah. saying it's Boggies. Not Boogies. Boggies. You're talking about their experience. You should tell, tell that to TripAdvisor, yeah? So is it the dance? Is it the, the Boogie Man? Or is it the snots? Oh, it's not snots. But is it, they're saying but it's bogies, like, as in snots. I'll, you do you do the dish. We'll I'll, come back I'll to that. The, I'll get the audio. Anyway, okay, so Hollywood is coming to Netflix if you're looking for the next thing to binge watch. Uh, so basically, it's a group of aspiring actors and filmmakers in uh, post-World War II Hollywood. They're trying to make it in Tinseltown, and each character offers a unique glimpse of what it's like to be a Hollywood star in the golden age and uh, all the unfair systems and biases across race, gender, sexuality, which are still around today, but it was even worse back then. And it comes from the executive producer, Ryan Murphy and Ian Brennan. And uh, all seven episodes of Hollywood will stream from May 1st. Here's a clip. I want to take the story of Hollywood and give it a rewrite. It has a picture that we're very excited about. It's about fame and what Hollywood does to people. This is our screenwriter, Archie Coleman. Pleasure to meet you. You're colored. I love it. If we change the way that movies are made, I think you can change the world. I want you to be the star. Really? If you want something, you have to declare it. I'll do anything. I am not just a star. I am a star maker. And suddenly, everything goes dark again. Oh, that sounds dark. They're still coming in with it. It sounds really good. Uh, It's Bo as in bogeys. It's the snots. Bogeys, not boogies. It's pronounced (laughs) bogeys. Sorry? Somebody's, they sent in the phonetical pronunciation for that park. It's (laughs) Bo, (laughs) B-O-W, gays. That's, that's the people of Cabo. Yeah, it's bogies, as in snow. The bogies. <laughs> Called the bogies. The bogies. The bogies. Morning, lads. So it's pronounced the bogies because when you were a kid and you heard that you were going to be playing fin bars up in the bogies, you'd be like, oh, Jesus, here we go because they were tough, tough hurlers. <laughs> so the bogies. And there's also the Rockies in Black Rock. So only people in Black Rock know about the Rockies. And that connects a load of estates down to Black Rock. You can get through, but only people from Black Rock know about the Rockies. Nothing to do with Colorado, okay? Bogies, yeah. lads. The bogies. Like a bogey. Okay, okay. Like a bogey? <laughs> Don't at us. I love the way they used the word bogey to, as an example for what the word bogey is. Bogey, Cabra. as in bogey? <laughs> Cabra. Shout out to Cabra. Nice one. Bogies. Needs to do a cabra song, Jim, and that has to be in it. Yeah, everyone else, send, send us your cabra trivia and bits that we need to know about cabra. You're getting owned. 
Back to the dirt. Fatboy Slim's 10-year-old daughter Nelly played a DJ set online Fat Girl as Fat Girl Slim. Her dad made multiple cameos with embarrassing da- dance, dad dance moves. Uh, but not every 10-year-old would know what to do behind a set of decks. But of course, when you grow up in the house with Norman Cook and Zoe Ball as your mum and dad, they know all about DJing and fairness to him now, he'd still fill a tent at EP. Oh, he would, yeah. He's still good. We'd still, yes. we, we, would we play a Fat Boy Slim remix on Nodja Noggin? Yes, we would. Here's, uh, here's Daughter Slim Fat. Hello, you two million people that are watching this and I can't believe I'm doing this. Hi, my name is Nellie Cook and from now on, also known as Fat Girl Slim, today I'm going to be doing a 40-minute DJ set for you with some acting tunes that will hopefully brighten up your afternoon because being in lockdown and quarantine can be very, very boring. Uh, this hat is really annoying, I'm not going to wear it. Uh, let's just get started. There you go, they're all doing it now. Jamie Oliver has his son cooking. Fatboy Slim's daughter's DJing. Yeah, it's bogeys. Well. <laughs> I can't believe the amount of people sending stuff about that park. <laughs> bogeys, lads, bogeys. Where's, where's, where's the other one, the bogeys? I need, I need the bogeys. Bogeys, lads, the bogeys, like a bogey. <laughs> That's the like one. Like a bogey? You're going on the wall. <laughs> bogeys, lads, the bogeys, like a bogey. Double F and a four. It is the strawberry alarm clock and we can now... Be- to somewhere in the world. I presume it could be Ireland. I'm not sure. Picture this. Good morning. Uh, Good morning. morning. Ireland, indeed. The reason, of course, we thought that you might be away was because we were watching on the telly at the weekend and streaming on YouTube, but then we were like, oh yeah, everyone was still in their gaffs. <laughs> yeah, we, we went live from, from the gaff that we're in now. Um, that was a lot of fun. It felt like we were somewhere else in the world being a part of it and uh, watching it, but we were here in this house together. We're all quarantined together. So who called you to to be involved in that? Is it it was it Lady Gaga herself or is it one of her? Yeah, Lady Gaga has been texting me for about two years now, trying to meet up. <laughs> <and> be, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just kidding. Um, no, it was uh, we did a live stream about a month ago for Global Citizen and the World Health Organization, and they loved what we did. They loved the music. They loved the fun we had on the stream and. They just really enjoyed it. So then when they were putting this thing together, they asked us to be a part of it. And we were obviously blown away to be asked to be a part of such a incredible lineup. And we were very happy to do so. And it, it went really well. And um, it was a great experience. I felt like we were really a part of something special. Now, you guys, of course, are famous for how much uh, bits of the music you're involved in. So not only are you able to be front men, you're also, you know, everything technical-wise. I don't know if you guys have seen the picture going around this morning of Gaga, Pearl Gaga, talking into the back of a $20,000 microphone. And the, the meme was saying, if this picture doesn't prove how important studio and audio engineers are and still need it, I don't know what does. <laughs> that sounds That's amazing. I haven't seen that. Thankfully, we're all, uh, even before the band, we were working in studios and stuff. So, But the only person who wasn't was Ryan. So we're going to take that gag and we're going to do it on Ryan someday. And we're going to make it viral. <laughs> 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 so the new single is Troublemaker and I have to say this is my favourite picture of this song so far wow thank you very much this is brilliant was the aim to make something that sounds a little bit different or did it just end up like that was it all I'm sure it was all intentional it's a, it's a weird thing with us I think um, in that if you listen to our first two albums they're very different um, but we kind of don't 
mean that because we're, we, we're just so invested in the creating of the music that it's not until afterwards when we show people that they're like oh this is very different and then we're like oh right maybe it is it's, it's probably more subconscious than anything yeah it's certainly a different sound in a way but still very is still it's completely bandy i mean it's just drums bass guitar yeah no the production the production on it it has this i don't know fuller sound or something it's uh yeah it's just it's i don't know it's moved up a gear but uh we were impressed when we heard it. Your lives have changed in terms of gigs and, you know, all the bands we meet over the years are always wrecked when they come into us first thing in the morning in the studio. They're just not normal band errors. Have you guys uh, now adjusted or are you still going by band time in the mornings, still lying in or how's it all working? For me, this is the earliest I've been up in, I don't know how long. I fell asleep this morning at like half six and then woke up at half seven. So I've had like, well, I woke up at eight. So I've had like an hour and a half sleep. So for me, it's been like that for the, for the whole time. It's all right, actually, because I don't really have anywhere to go, so I can just be tired here and just lay around, <laughs> write some songs. My sleeping schedule, personally, has been weird. I don't know about the rest of the lads. They're kind of the same, I think, in a way. Yeah, I suppose it's a good time for me. Anyway, I'm, I'd be different to Ryan. I'd be going to bed early and getting up early, which is a, a new thing for me. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to keep that up but I can feel myself slipping back into band time. So we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of writing new songs, we've spoken before about the picture of this sort of back catalogue of, because you're always in the studio, right? So you're always recording. So how much of that is going to end up on the new album or your back catalogue? Are you? Is it all new for the new album? We have so many songs finished and recorded that now is the time we're deciding really what we're going to do with them all. Listen, we might end up re- releasing all of them. We don't know at this point, but we're going to do something this year there's going to be a lot of music released and we do have a big back catalogue of stuff that's never been heard before and I think it's about time people heard it so this year hopefully will be the year we're going to do that and hopefully very soon We interviewed Dermot Kennedy a few weeks ago and you know everyone always thinks all these artists are at home writing frantically and he actually let it slip not even that much of a slip that uh, he was at home on his Playstation so (laughs) what are you guys doing that's you know music aside What's keeping you guys busy? Yeah, quite it's similar enough, I suppose, because we were just saying uh, to each other today, this is like our first time in since the band started, like four years or whatever, that we've actually had time to stop. I don't know when the last time we've been home for longer than a week was until this came. So it's like literally our first time to just sit down and watch, binge watch a Netflix show or um, I play Owen's twin brother on FIFA every night online. And then... Um, <laughs> Own a cliff play Call of Duty. I know Jimmy's on YouTube all the time, as usual. There's nothing new there, but just, it's just all that kind of normal, normal stuff that we just don't usually actually get to do. So we're we're really making the most of it. That sounds good, Jimmy. What rabbit hole do you going down on YouTube? I'm currently doing. Now this is nerdy, but mixed with the masters for uh, audio engineers and all that kind of stuff. I'm watching every episode of that series at the moment. So very boring, but I'm trying to make the most of the time to learn to be better at recording. So yeah. Every band seems to have one member that's uh, really into the sound and the tech side and making everything pristine. So you're that guy. Yeah, I suppose like from our point of view, like we do all the recording and I'd be the the main studio person and producer as well. So we all do, we'd all chip in on that, but I'm I'm usually the person behind the computer. So I have to keep up with uh, what we need to be doing. You know what I mean? I need to try and be the best at it so that we can especially now if we're in quarantine and we need to record stuff ourselves, you know, we need to be able to do it properly. Dr. J. <laughs> I like that, I might steal that. Yeah. 
Uh, is there any gear actually that, I mean, I think everyone's had to buy something that they realised they didn't have. James still waiting on a chair to be delivered. I've had to buy cables. Is there anything you didn't have already that you needed? <laughs> Um, no, I kind of had everything with me. We, I always have because I, we record on the road all the time. I had a studio on the Jonas Brothers tour. I had a studio; it's constantly in with the backline gear, so it travels with us. So I just have that, and it's basically oh, ahead of it's a small else. setup. But every single you've you've heard from us is recorded on that setup. You know, it's not a fancy studio. So wow, wow that is impressive when you think of that on the sound of sound of it all. Um, Jim, who was it that you said you saw they had a virtual drum kit? Do any of you guys know how this works? Yeah, it was the Rolling Stones. Charlie Watts had a, a virtual drum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in the it's in the drumsticks. I think it's the you you yeah. strap like yeah. a, you put like socks on or something, and you it's in the drumsticks, and it's in the feeling of how you move it, and yeah. it will yeah it'll do the sound that you should be doing. Be doing kinda, the magic's ruined. It's in his socks. <laughs> Magic's always in the socks now. <laughs> so, guys, do you have a message for the fans who are no doubt missing you? I mean, they still have the streams to go to, the radio to listen to you on, but it's, it's not the same. It's not the same, and we 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 miss uh, being on the road uh, so much. Like it's really the the be all and end all is being out there performing shows and being on stage where you feel most alive. I always try and stop myself from saying it because it sounds so cliche, but it really is the greatest feeling in the world just standing on stage and having people sing your songs back to you and just watching their enjoyment I really love watching people in the crowd just having the best time ever and creating memories and we really want to get back to that as soon as possible so we would urge absolutely everybody anybody who is listening to stay indoors and follow best practice because we really want to get back to the real world and find out what the new normal is whatever that's going to be and get back to playing shows and seeing everybody out and about living life again we're very excited for that we'd urge absolutely everybody stay indoors keep your distance and um, follow the guidelines so we can get back to normality whatever that will be well in the meantime uh, Troublemaker is the new tune it's out since last week stream them loud we look forward to the gigs whenever they can resume nice one us too cheers boys thanks for uh, taking the time this morning to chat to us thanks lads no problem thanks, thank you lads yeah was it was 25 years ago today that one of the greatest TV shows ever began 21st of <laughs> April 1995 and we can speak to a man who is uh, very famous as Father Damo Joe Rooney, good morning. How are you? How's things? How's the crack? Things are good, Joe. The yeah, crack's good. The crack. What's that again? Are you having Are you having fun isolating? Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. It's really good. I've developed a few different personalities. I'm just hanging out with my other personality. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The uh, last time you were in studio with us, Joe, you were saying that uh, your kids just constantly use you as, you as a taxi driver. Now that job is temporarily redundant. What are they asking absolutely. you to do now? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, yeah, I'm sharing a house with my son. And uh, the other day, actually, it's getting very tense. Very tense. Yeah. I walked into his room the other day without knocking and I caught him touching his face. It was terrible. I said, get your hands off your face there. That's not allowed anymore. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go and wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, it could have gone much worse, in fairness. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's worse than what you say, Anyway, uh, so, uh, no, grand, I'm actually sharing it. Sharing it. Yeah, I am, actually. My 21-year-old son, he just basically ignores me anyway, so. He just grunts So out. it must have been around the time uh, that he was born that you first appeared in, in Father's Head, was it? Uh, yeah, uh, Jesus, he wasn't alive, actually, when I was about his head. 
Sure. Actually, so yeah. it's a long, a longer time away. Yeah. yeah. Um. The uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't alive. No, it was a few years maybe before that. It must have been uh, twenty. Uh, I can't remember. You said it was twenty-five years since the first episode. I was in the second series, so maybe it's uh, twenty-three years ago or something. Yeah. So when when the first series went out, when they filmed it, uh, nobody knew how good it was. Like you know, the audience was it was it was brand new to the audience. By the time you were in it, yeah. though, it was a phenomenon. So, what was the what yeah. were the audience like when you were oh, when you were yeah, filming? Yeah, yeah. But the audience when we were shooting it, yeah, they were mad up for it. They knew they they knew all the characters. Well, the main the four main characters. So it was yeah. it was amazing buzz. Yeah, and I actually went to see. One of the first episodes being shot, I was in the audience, you know. So, but even that, like, people were into it, you know. I know, I know people, but not as not as much, you know. Yeah, and uh, and to be more Irish. Time's being kind to it. Yeah, but like, I mean, there'd be just a lot of British people. I'd say went to see it in the in the audience in the first, and then there was more Brit, Irish, uh, Irish British kind of going to see it um, but uh, oh, it was amazing it was amazing and when we were shooting it they got the first BAFTA nomination so that was a huge wow. buzz I remember uh, that was I think the day we were going to shoot our episode in the studio and uh, uh, so it was a massive buzz there you know wow mm-hmm. here's a little bit of uh, of Joe as Father Damon Father Frost said if you don't come home now he'll come down and get you <laughs> yeah, tell him that's fine I don't care what he does it's not the boss of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm going. Tell him I'm going. Dougal, mind this for me. Oh, yeah, right. I get them off you later. Frosty hates me smoking. Okay, Damo. You're praying, yeah? No, no, they're, uh, they're, they're Ted's. <laughs> See ya, right? See ya. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much every Irish stand-up comedian uh, at the time had appeared in it. Who are your other, apart from Father Damo, which other sort of guest appearance, comedian, guest appearance, priests do you love? Well, not priests, but uh, Owen MacLove. I really love Owen oh, MacLove. Yeah. Uh, that's Pat yeah, McDonald, he's a comedian. Yeah. And Father Stone, who's Michael yeah. Redmond. He was in the first series. Um, yeah, yeah, I love those two. Those two are really good. Can we think? Um, Brendan Grace's character is amazing, you know. But um, yeah, he was great, wasn't he? Yeah. But the great thing about it is they gave you a good, proper character that got laughs. You know, you weren't just well. I wasn't just coming in being, you know, a character that the straight man. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. I had yeah, a, yeah. a brilliant character to work with. It was such a good character, unbelievable. I didn't realize at the time how blessed I was. You know, doing getting such a, a great getting into such a brilliant show with a really good character yeah it was easy to do it you know it was so well written it was easy for me once I got the uh, attitude the Dublin you know young fella I realised he's just a kid <laughs> and he, how he ever became a priest I don't know but anyway <laughs> <laughs> and in fact well, like, Joe. we were we were kind of up you know the very end credits where we're playing football me and Dougal are firm. Ireland, yeah. playing football like that wasn't that was just us messing. Uh, we were meant to be in the background of a scene, and so we were staying in character and we were just messing, kicking the ball and doing flicks. Well, actually, Ardle Hanlon was in with us a few months ago, and yeah. I asked him what his favourite moment of Ted was, and I think is that the bit where uh, Dougal kicks you up the arse and then realizes what he's done and he regrets it. Uh, it's kind of like yeah, I I. Uh, 
he takes the ball or at me or something. I tell him to go off and get the ball. I'm kind of bossing him around and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he said that was one of his favorite his favorite moments of Father's Head of the whole thing. Yeah, that's funny. It actually got into uh, that magazine 442 as a football <laughs> highlight of that year, which is amazing. <laughs> I still have the issue with Paul Gascoigne on the cover. Yeah. Wow. So it, uh, that probably is one of my proudest moments. You know, we know when you're a young fellow, you want to be a, a footballer, like, then you yeah, give up on that dream, as I had. But then I thought, I kind of did. I got into 442 magazine, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you for taking the moment uh, in this weird time to remember it with us. Uh, Twenty-five today. So, with uh, getting kicked up the arse in mind, there's one more bit of the show that we have to relive right now. Can you see anything? No, I can't. But oh, just listen. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There seems to be a very crude watercolor painting. <laughs> Of a man in a bishop's hat. Really? <laughs> Let me see. Ah, you're right. <laughs> Tell you what must have happened. <laughs> Dougal probably didn't want you to be disappointed, so he must have drawn that himself. <laughs> you were right. He didn't notice a thing. <laughs> you gave him a really hard kick up the arse and he didn't realise it at all. Maybe, maybe I didn't kick him up the arse. No, Ted. I took the photograph, remember? <laughs> You're right. I did do it. <laughs> and I really went for it. <laughs> More sparkling wine. Brilliant. It's <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, isn't it? It's so yeah. good. There's so many Just moments like that. I know, you know the moment that I love actually is where uh, Father Stone goes into the toilet while uh, Father Ted's in the bath and uh, <laughs> he's standing there staring at him and then he goes <laughs> and he takes his pants down and sits on the toilet <laughs> he sits down yeah fucking brilliant uh, yeah so it's 25 years that's mad isn't it that is mad, is mad. time has flown well, it's still a classic uh, Joe Rooney thanks a million for chatting to us Father Damo and uh, we'll, we'll continue to enjoy it Bye. Remember, knock Joe. Always knock. Always knock, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> good luck. Touching touch his face again. Yeah, all right, all right. Good luck, good luck, good luck. Take care. Bye. Bye. Cheers.